Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. Wasn't it last episode where we suggested we might mix the intro up? Yeah, I think it was, and then we forgot. We should so maybe, be more prepared for these things. Maybe next episode we can mix it up. Just keep our, you know, our, our listeners on their toes. Um, but to, as are, you know, days these days, you know, it's uh, it's like we're sort of going in back in time a little bit. You know, the whole you know, number thing with COVID going up and people being people. We've sort of gotten back to like uh, caveman times almost when we all just hide in our caves and every once in a mm-hmm. while we come outside and we hit someone with a club and drag them back to the cave. That's sort of how it is in my neighborhood anyways. I don't know about you. Well, we don't we don't venture outside. Oh. It could be happening like that in our neighborhood. It very well could be, but no, we don't we don't go outside. And be sure not to drag anyone back home unless they're inside your safe six and your bubble. So, you know, just to be safe. And, you know, they have given you permission to drag them home of course and probably is, club them over the head right this is 2020 or 2017 or I, I don't know what it is anymore but it's one of them yeah the uh update though playstation 5 i i understand there's some news you can share there is i i was very excited today i got my my email um and it said it shipped it shipped awesome and that would be a console right uh, no, no, not a console. No, um, I was reading the other day. Sony was saying that they had more more pre-orders for the PlayStation Five in the first twelve hours than they had in the first twelve weeks of the PlayStation Four. So uh, that's what they're using for excuses and stuff. But how, how is that possible? Like the PlayStation Four was hot. I know, and I don't know that, but I mean that's what they're saying. So. Okay. So right now, yeah, no, my my controller shipped. My controller and my controller charger. So I can be, and even, you know, even as it is, that's kind of weird because the system itself doesn't come out to the 12th. So they're just kind of screwing with you anyways. And they're just going to make you look at this controller and look at the charger in your living room, on your altar, on the shiny spot, wherever you want to put it because it's a mm-hmm. thing of beauty. And yeah, so I don't actually have a system, and uh, who knows? I'll, I'll probably get one eventually. We'll find, we'll update in the future dadcast. But for now, I'm going to stare longingly at my controller. I'm going to put it up in its in its power charger. I'm going to come up with a fancy name for it, and we'll we'll see how it goes. What's it being shipped by? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, it... carrier pigeon. Yeah, because I mean, if it's shipped now. The actual console doesn't actually, you know, technically should not be in your hands for another few weeks, two weeks ish. Um, it's possible they're out there. Um, I, you know, reviews have been happening. Uh, we were not one of the selected few to review said console, but uh, um, I know it's getting closer to the console actually showing up in my house because one of my two orders has now proceeded to charge me not pre-authorize my credit card no charge my credit card which is interesting uh-huh. because normally when you pre-order an item the charge doesn't go through until either like shipment or like you know that day before shipment and in this case i have been charged by walmart for my big ps5 purchase 
So I was doing some, uh, well, I was doing some refresh buttons on my pre-order buttons, and and I noticed on Best Buy you can get a PlayStation Five for a little over fifteen hundred dollars. And sure, you don't buy it directly from Best Buy. You buy it from some clown through the Best Buy site. Now, this clown, and I'd say clown just because he's selling a PlayStation 5. It's going to be widely available in a month or so for three times market value. But he's got 24 five-star reviews on there. So, you know, if you really want it now, if you really can't wait, and if you really think, hey, I got $1,500 burning a hole in my pocket. I need this. Then, uh, hey, that's that's your hookup right there. Yeah, so while the clown is going to go and take you to the screws by charging you close to two and a half times, the clown does follow through. Hence yeah. the five-star. Five five now, well, to be I, clear, I, go ahead. To be clear, this clown is not Chris. I mean, Chris does oh, have no. two systems coming. He could sell one of those at three times retail price, but I I'm going to point out right now, that's not the kind of guy he is. No, I mean, I, I quite frankly, I'm if I do end up getting both, like I'm hoping that uh, one will ship, like legitimately ship, and then I can cancel the, the pre-order of the other. Um, Amazon has already sent me the email saying we may or may not make the date that we kind of told you we may or may not ship on. Uh, so they've hedged some serious bets. Walmart, on the other hand, said it we plan on shipping it here. And uh, they've charged my credit card. And when I looked at the order, it says it's expected to arrive essentially like five days after launch, which leads me to believe Walmart shipping it on launch day. Eh. I mean, I won't have it in my hot hands for a few days, but I think I'll live. Um, but again, if, if I if they both ship, then I probably go and ask around like, hey, does anyone want to buy this off of me for cost? And if not, uh, I will return an item of some sort, either to one of Walmart or back to Amazon to, to get my money back. Um, I was going to ask though, there, there will be pictures of you, you know, with your PlayStation five controller and staring at a blank TV or something, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure our listeners need to, to know this crucial information. Okay. The other thing, and I don't know if you are aware of this, the PlayStation two celebrated its 20th birthday recently. Wow. Now a couple things occurred to me there. One, I'm old. Yeah. Because I remember I remember getting that PlayStation 2. Actually, I I should slow down here. I did not purchase the PlayStation 2. My now wife, but then girlfriend did. And I convinced her it was a smart purchase to be made because it could be used to play DVDs. See, that's a famous line in the history of PlayStation, because I think I told that story as well, where my, my PlayStation 3, which is the first PlayStation I got, I mm. might sell that one on saying, yeah, this it's the best system for Blu-rays at its price. It, and it was. was. Totally, and that worked as well. So that's I think that's been a famous Sony pickup line to significant others for, oh, going on 20 years now. Yeah. the uh, I had shared that with... Um someone I know on, on Twitter, he actually is part of the ownership group for uh, the Toronto Defiant, uh, Toronto Ultra, all these esports teams. And I had said, yeah, I, you know, convinced my wife to, to buy it. And his response to me, I'm ashamed to say that I did the same thing. It was probably the best marketing plan that Sony could have ever made. And yeah, like Blu-ray. I mean, first and foremost, I'm glad Blu-ray panned out, not HD DVD, because Sony went Blu-ray, Microsoft went HD DVD, and yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, the um, 
thing about the PS2 though is like it was a nice solid device. It just worked. And I remember the you know the quality of the the graphics, the uh, titles that you were able to play on like it was phenomenal for the day. I bet you know, if I were to dig ours up and I'm sure it's around here somewhere, plug it in. And I don't even know if I even have games for it anymore, but I were to cuz it, it's not like I saved a game on the console, no, it's I need that disc. What would I think looking at that? Like, I think the Switch gives me better graphics for the retro NES titles than... See, and that's a funny might. thing, because I did that recently with the PlayStation 3, where I just hooked it up again and started playing it. And, you know, every time these new systems come out, we, we notice there's a bit of a graphics upgrade, and we're like, ah, that's cool at first. And it doesn't seem like a whole lot. But honestly, going back to playing some of the PlayStation 3 games, some of the games that were very advanced at the time, it's like, no, that's chunky and... The graphics are actually not that good. And so going back to PlayStation 2, I didn't play much PlayStation 2 personally. I, mm-hmm. I was I was traveling around that era. Um, I did have some boring days at a cousin's house in Europe, and PlayStation 2 was huge in Europe. So I would sit there and play her PlayStation 2 all afternoon because I didn't have, you know, I was just traveling. I didn't have a job or anything. So, uh, yeah, that's that was my first uh, PlayStation, really. That was my first experience. So I didn't have one. And, yeah. Yeah, I got the, like, the PlayStation 1 I ended up picking up at some point, like, well after launch. Like, I I probably was, like, a Boxing Day sale or some form of discounted event for me to decide to finally, you know, spend cash on it. And then I convinced the wife, obviously, to get the, the PS2. And it wasn't until my uncle convinced me to get a PS3 that I did. And the, the PlayStation 3 had been out for some time, and I ended up buying the... Um, I don't think it was, I think it might've been like the second version. It wasn't launch version. Cause if I recall, they came out with a number of different consoles, but it was the big fatty with the Spider-Man stylized like font on it. And it served me well until the day that my PlayStation four shipped. And I, I think the PS three had gained consciousness because the, the Blu-ray laser died the day the PS four shipped. And that was prior to sort of digital gaming really taking hold. So without that laser, there was no games being played. So thankfully PS4 didn't take too long. It arrived and obviously has been the the console uh, of play for some time. Outside of all those Xboxes that kind of found their way to my house. Like I I found my 360. I've been cleaning and purging and all that today. I found the 360. And I had the big like camera which i don't know what i used it for but i had the big camera for the the 360 yeah and that's the curious thing still with the playstation 5 where i just don't know what like there's a camera i don't know what it's for i don't really like do you do you broadcast yourself while you're playing games or do you broadcast games while you're playing i mean you are the big twitch man and uh the thing that the kids do these days whatever yeah streaming yeah yeah. the so the camera at the playstation 5 or even i have one on for the 4 you could theoretically use it to broadcast yourself onto twitch or uh, to youtube no longer mixer because microsoft decided they wanted to get out of that game but uh i that's like the quick and dirty way like it there's no function beyond a camera that you're sitting on top of your TV or wherever you happen to put it. Um, if you really thought that you wanted to do that, there's probably more money you could spend, but you could do it a whole lot better with a whole greater amount of, of flexibility. 
as far as the PlayStation 5, I'm going to presume Sony's doing the same thing. I haven't actually heard if they're going to make a better integrated streaming experience if someone wants to broadcast their gameplay. Because on the PlayStation 4, it sucked. You had no flexibility of where, if you had you were broadcasting your camera, it just showed up. And the problem is not all games appreciate that your camera is going to block a portion of the screen. And so those that would be watching you could very well not, you know, couldn't see your ammo or anything like that. And, you know, that's well, that, part of the experience. That was a big selling point, though, I think, for it. Because I seem to remember it had, like, it's had its own button on the controller where you just hit that button and it starts sharing or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's always just a button I hit by accident. I'm like, ah, oh, I hate that stupid button. So I've never actually used that button. And I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need to share... I'm just sitting around in my underwear playing PlayStation. Nobody wants to watch that. So, well, there might be a market. I mean, <laughs> there are rules on Twitch that require you to wear clothes. So, That's obviously, true. people have tried to do it without. Just saying. Um, <laughs> you know, I, the thing about the that I'm, I'm I'm wondering about the PS5 is is it going to meet the hype? I mean, early reviews have suggested it will. Like, they're it runs relatively quiet compared to previous jet engines that Shoney has shipped at launch. And, you know, the quality of the product seems top notch. I just, I'm maybe I'm having buyer's remorse right now. I don't know. I find it really interesting because of just the, the things that are coming out now. Cause obviously this week, all of the major, major sources have gotten their PlayStation fives and they're all, so for the first day they were allowed to show the box and they weren't allowed to show you what was in the box. They weren't allowed to do anything like that. So they would show you the box. And then I guess it's two days in now. So today you have a bunch of unboxing videos come out. Now, personally, I've never been into the whole unboxing thing. I'd rather, you know, watch myself pull something out of a box and watch somebody else pull something out of a box. It doesn't really interest me. But I hear there are people that really love their unboxing videos. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Now, tomorrow, who knows what we'll get? Maybe they'll actually be allowed to plug it into the wall or plug it into the TV. So they were allowed to take it out of the box, but not plug it in today. I think that was yeah. the thing. So yeah, it's been kind of uh, kind of funny, kind of amusing in that way. Now I'm hoping that hopefully we're big enough, and you know we're a major media force by the time the PlayStation Six comes out. If not, particularly for the PlayStation Nine and the Nerdy Granddad cast, we'll get it done back then. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we weren't lucky enough to get one ourselves. No, we were not. There's there's no embargo here because. Sony forgot about you and I. And we don't know what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, though, that has uh, clearly come out about the PlayStation 5 is that you're now able to use it more functionally at launch as a, a streaming device in your home. So whether it be watching content off of um, Netflix, uh, Disney Prime, Apple TV, I think Amazon Prime Video isn't available at launch, which, excuse me, I find a little interesting i I wouldn't think that sony and amazon would view themselves sort of in the competitive space not to suggest that's the reason i would have thought they would have amazon would have wanted to have been on the ps5 and i would imagine sony would want to be the device that you have in your home that controls your world uh but for those of you who do need to upgrade their, their streaming experience to that new 4k tv that you purchased just like i did you're going to probably go and fire up one of those services and you might fire up Disney plus. And Hey, if you have Disney plus, you might know that the Mandalorian season two is a uh, live. Well, it's not live when we're recording right now, but it'll be live by the time you listen to this episode. And if I, if I recall, if we rewind I don't know how many episodes back, I had talked about 
the Mandalorian is being like, I just, I got too much to go on the go. I haven't been able to get into it. I never really watched it. I, I actually watched one episode and I sort of struggled with it. And by then, you know, most people had ruined the, the surprise of it. Like that's the problem being social media. And then over the last few days, I decided, ah, you know what? I keep seeing these season two ads on TV. So why not? Let, let's see if I can get into it. I have to say, I got into it. Like it really, it, first and foremost, it's it built for TV. Like it's got TV feels to it. But I'd argue that even though it's got TV feels, it's got better structure than many of the movies. I mean, it's not like Rogue One level. I feel Rogue One outside of the original, well, episodes four, five, and six. Um, Rogue One is the superior of the bunch, but it's there. Like I got... I'm totally bought in. We've only gotten partway through it. And so we have to get through the last episode. It's not that I haven't, I've loved all the episodes I've watched and, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm not the biggest star Wars guy. And I was the sequel trilogy was, uh, yeah, no, I hope I never have to watch that again. At least the <laughs> last one, the last one was the worst, but uh, yeah, on the, it was definitely superior than, um, movie nine for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's sort of between that and uh, star Wars, the last Jedi or whatever, whatever the PlayStation four game was called fallen Jedi Knight, fallen warrior. Those two things have really kind of reignited my interest in the whole star Wars thing. Now it's been interesting though, as well, because my daughter picked up, uh, we have the old. There was a there's a comic book put out which was Darth Vader and Son, and off the top of my head, I can't think of who wrote it, but we have it sitting around. It's great. It's humorous. It's funny. You know, it's Darth Vader being a dad, and for all of us on the Nerdy Dadcast, we can we can relate to that. But my daughter picked it up, and we had to actually take it away from her because she can read now, and there were all sorts of spoilers in it, and we thought about it. And was like, you know. Star Wars, it's kind of one of those things that you're supposed to put your kids through and you're supposed to put them through it mm -hmm. as spoiler-free as possible. So you can't really let her read that book. So I th we took that book away from her and it actually ended up in a crying storm. And um, so now apparently we're going to start watching Star Wars this weekend. So I don't know if my six-year-old can handle Star Wars yet. We'll see, but uh, but it should well, be. Are how, are, how are you going to go in order? Like, are you going to go from one through, or are you going to... No, no, see, I'd go four, five, six, one, two, three, and then if I had to, seven, eight, and just forget about nine. Um, um, is Solo going to fit into the mix? Is yeah, that's going to fit in the mix? See, I, I was kind of conflicted about Solo. I didn't, you know, I watched it. It wasn't It wasn't great. It was... Well, I, I wasn't big on Solo. Yeah. I, I, I Rogue One, to me hit all the right notes. Rogue One uh, was great, yeah. Solo was... Meh. So, yeah, my, my wife says she we should forget about episode one as well and not watch that because a lot of people hate episode one. Uh, personally, I was, like, just the right age when episode one came out, and I saw it... I remember seeing it three times in the theater mm -hmm. and one time in the Norwegian theater, actually, which was kind of funny. And I still actually think I have, like, the souvenir episode one guidebooks in a drawer somewhere here. So... So yeah, I'd probably go four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, and then just stop there. Yeah. See, okay. So st when episode one came out, I remember I went to the theater to see. I can't remember what movie it was. It was so 
episode one was going to have like a midnight premiere. And when my friend and I were leaving a theater in Richmond, uh, Silver City Airport, there are people are lined up. Some are in cosplay. Um, all these Volkswagen Vanigans are in the parking lot, some of which have their generators going and they're watching like old bootleg VHS versions of like uh, Empire Strikes Back and and what have you. And I kind of thought that that was kind of neat. I eventually saw episode one. I went and saw it weeks after um, I'd already heard reviews and, and what have you. So I going into it, I was maybe not as disappointed seeing it as I would have been had I gone and seen it right away. But I kind of think if I were to go and introduce Baby Force to the, the world of Star Wars, I would probably go, like I would... I would struggle with where I'm going to put Solo into the mix because Solo is not like it, it, it doesn't matter until you know who Han Solo is. Like that's part of the problem with the standalone uh, movies is that chronologically you would go Solo one, two, three, Rogue One, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And if you really wanted to go and then put the Mandalorian in it, Mandalorian would be after Return of the Jedi and before, oh God, I can't remember what uh, episode seven is called now. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Okay. So, you know, chronologically, if I were to go that route, I would, but the problem like Solo, you, you kind of need four before you could do Solo because who's the Solo character, but I wouldn't just stop at four. I do four, five, and six. And at that point, then I'm kind of thinking well, do I follow, do I get a solo now or do I do a Rogue One? Like both of them would need to occur um, after four, five, or six. But even though it's like, yeah, I just, although I guess solo would be, no, solo would have been sometime during one? uh, Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there, I guess, yeah. Yeah, It's just so confusing. The way sort of George Lucas designed the the world and then obviously once disney purchased it how disney redesigned it yeah i think i you know thinking this through i'd probably go four five six we i don't know if i'd skip one even though you're right i don't think it's all that good um it has more of a coherent plot than like episode nine does though so i mean no i know but that's kind of the problem it was almost like one was built for kids and adults like yeah you know and Jar Jar is still extremely troublesome, especially in today's mindset. Gonna, He's very spoil Mandalorian. Um, if you haven't got to that episode yet, there's a part where they make fun of Jar Jar. It's fair. Which, to be honest, gave me you know more confidence in the in the series. So you could do four, five, six, then seven. When oh, sorry for again spoilers, but this is old news by this point. Han Solo dies in episode seven. Sorry. <gasps> yeah. He's killed by Jar Jar, but you could do uh, you could do Han Solo right after Episode Seven, so you could you could have the nice memory of his youth, mm-hmm. sort of you know a, a funeral or a or a wake or something after he passes in Episode Seven. Yeah, I can't believe Jar Jar did him dirty like yeah. that. Yeah, Jar Jar, Sorry. boss ass, I tell you. You know, speaking about Jar Jar, though, the fact remains that so many people felt that Jar Jar would make a reappearance um, in a major way in the, the sequels, you know, not the prequels. 
So that would have been a much, much better twist than what, where they eventually went with episode nine. If it actually turned out the big bad behind all of it, Jar Jar, that would have been brilliant. I would have loved that. But you know, so, yeah. And you know, I, I was going to say, like, clones play a huge storyline in canon. Like, I've I've not watched Clone Wars, but from what I understand, it's a really good series, um, albeit animated. And then there are a number of books that are associated um, with with canon as well. I just. I understand why they kind of did what they did. And then the ending of, of episode nine kind of leaves it open. Like, you know, there's balance start anew, blah, blah, blah. But anywho, yeah, Yeah, these are, these are very important questions that, you know, us as parents need to, to address. Like, how do we, how do we deal with a series like star Wars, like back to the future. If my uh, daughter ever sees that it's easy back to the future was such a well-designed trilogy. Like it's one, two and three. They all work well. There's no need to worry about it. The episode, like each one sort of on its own, I think does really well, but they work as a package. Uh, Indiana Jones. Um, this is where it starts to become debatable, but arguably, don't go beyond last crusade. You'll do fine. Um, Rocky. Rambo. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're going to get into Rocky and Rambo, but if we got into Rocky, so, uh, you know, Rocky two, Rocky four, what we would kind of consider Rocky six, which Rocky six was sort of like, I felt, I know people, you know, poke fun at it and I call it Rocky six. It's Rocky Balboa. Let's, let's be honest. Rocky six uh, was like the way it should have been tied up all along. Like Rocky five was pure garbage. Rocky six was now an old guy and let's tie up the loose ends. And it was built to be the end. And then someone said, you know what? We haven't talked enough about Apollo Creed. So let's do that. And suddenly again, this is, this is the thing that like blows my mind. How, when you base a movie about something, you're going to go and like reinvent it. Star Trek has done the same thing where we're going to take the same storylines. At least Star Trek had the, um, you know, foresight to say, okay, we're following timelines. It's just an alternate universe. Apollo Creed is following the same bloody universe. And they decided to go and follow Rocky one Rocky. Like, eh. I'm sorry. I'm getting worked up here. Just... Yeah. I haven't seen a Rocky movie since I was like 14. I don't think so. I can't mm. really, I brought it up, but I shouldn't really have. Creed actually wasn't bad. Creed 2 was okay, but now it's, again, like Creed 2 is essentially Rocky 2. It's just they've swapped the name on it. Um, But yeah, no, Baby Force will not be watching Rocky anytime soon. Uh, Rambo, we might stop and hope some point, and I'll say, look, it's John Rambo, but... Yeah, I hear there's a statue now. I, I'm... I yeah, haven't I, seen it, but I heard that. Yeah, no, I did hear there's a, there's a statue. Oh man, what other what other like trilogies or see? But that's a, actually an interesting point as well, though. I mean, all of these movies, we were kids of the '80s, and as sad as it is, not a whole lot of '80s movies um, aged very well. I mean, you've got the classics. You've got like Princess Bride. You said Back to the Future. Back to the Future is easily my favorite trilogy of movies. I've loved mm-hmm. them for since they came out. But there's a lot of other things that we might remember from being kids that were awesome movies in their time. And I'm kind of scared to go back and watch. And I mean, now that Willow Willow might be one of them, uh, 
for me with Disney Plus, I remember watching Flight of the Navigator so many oh. times when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was thinking like watching it again. Yeah, so now it's on Disney Plus, I'd be like, wow, I should go back and watch that. But I'm really scared to because it'll wreck that memory. And I'd be like, if it's actually as horrible as I kind of expect it is, I, it'll probably wreck the kids that kid that's inside me's memory. So I'm kind mm. of uh, you know very hesitant about some of these movies. That uh, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. No, you know what? Now that we're because we're completely, you know, off the rails, but we've yeah. been off the rails the entire episode. This is where we meant to go, folks. Yeah, like I, I've, I was, I saw, you know, a flight in the navigator. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should watch it because, like, I, yeah, as a kid, I remember like watching like CBC's Disney on Sunday or whatever when it was when it most likely was on. But like, there's other these other old movies. I don't know if you ever watched Natty Gan movie. I don't know. All right. Um, that was another one I used to really love as a kid. Essentially, it's a, I think it's like depression era, maybe even before that young girl, you know, loses touch with her father and then goes on a hike or I say hike an adventure to try to find them. There's ups and downs. Um, there's all, yeah, there's like Willow. I said, Willow, there are so many people that just like, oh, Willow, Willow, Willow. And I think I want to say they were making a new one. Yeah, or a series or something. Yeah, one of those things. So, I mean, you're right. There are there are movies, if we think back, like, would they be as good now as they were then to us? Now, I did try watching Back to the Future with my, uh, with my son. He was probably seven at the time. It was about a year and a half ago, I think. And it was actually too scary for him, which well, is interesting. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily suggest it's probably good for... For his age, no, yeah. no. Common, um, common sense media. Usually, we we check that first to see what they suggest for it. And this one was like you know twelve plus. We're like ah, he's seven, whatever. He can handle it. He's, he's a mature and, seven. Yeah, no, no, not at all. You know, the only problem I have with Back to the Future is that the future, like, there are so many movies that when they were filmed, let's say in the eighties or before that, they're like, Oh yeah. You know, 20, 30 years from now, we're going to be like the Jetsons. <laughs> um, we're not quite like the Jetsons back to the future suffers from some of the same problems, but things like the hoverboard, I mean, a hoverboard has technically existed for some time. The technology is there. You know, I'm surprised Elon Musk has not built hoverboards. You can go buy a flamethrower from him, but you can't get a hoverboard yet. See, it's funny. People always pick up on the hoverboard and they always pick up on the flying car. But I think the real good one that I personally would want is when Doc first goes to 2015 and he gets the rejuvenation procedure that adds 40 mm-hmm. years to his life. I That's the one I want. I, I want a rejuvenation procedure where they take my skin off and refresh it and do whatever they did to him and add 40 years to my life. That sounds good. Stick a Mr. Fusion into your car or you just throw your garbage into a nuclear reactor in yeah, the back yeah. of your car. Well, you know, like the plutonium that he just casually drops in at the start. Um, hey, he stole the, He stole that from Libyans. That wasn't that's true, casual. That's yeah. true. Self-tying shoes, they exist now. So that's the, true. Um, there's, I was actually, I keep getting ads on Facebook for these like heated jackets. And it, the first thing I think it's like that self-drying jacket, like, you know, um, you just, and where the arms like fit automatically. You want to go fall into city hall's fountain just to test it out. Yeah. The one thing about the the movie though that if there's that I I struggle with is when they're thinking about the future, they're like predicting all this crazy technology, but they still had fax machines. Like 
you know, like, like, like fact, facsimile machines were so advanced in the eighties that the perception was that we're never going to get rid of fax machines come, you know, the two thousands. It is really great. How many things I got right, but yeah. Eh. Yeah. Anywho. Oh man. So back, uh, back, back on the rails, Mandalorian season right. two starts really soon. Um, I, I, I encourage our listeners, if you've not watched the Mandalorian and I understand that not everyone is in the position where they can fire up Disney plus and do so. Um, Disney Plus isn't all that expensive, all things considered when we look at streaming services. Um, and there may be alternative means at which you can acquire said content through channels that <laughs> we don't mention here on the podcast. But I encourage you to give it a watch, especially if you grew up with Star Wars and you enjoyed it. Now, if you grew up with a version of Star Wars that John and I are not talking about and enjoyed it, you probably enjoyed The Mandalorian as well. But it, 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 it just takes me back to the four, five, six fields. And if you hated nine as much as I did, then it might just bring you back and it might make you a fan again, which is kind of what I felt because, yeah, I was burnt out after nine, didn't want to watch any more Star Wars, and then watch Mandalorian. I was like, oh, oh, this is actually good. The other thing about this, though, is how much, like, uh, John Favreau, uh, uh, Taika Waititi was was, um, involved, like, essentially, because it's Disney, Disney owns Marvel, they're like, hey, Marvel people, who likes Star Wars? Here, you want to go and do that? Part of me wonders if that's the secret sauce is that those that have been more recently behind some of the most popular Marvel cinematic universe titles are also involved in the Mandalorian. Yeah. But that only goes so far. Cause I mean, the same thing could be said about seven, eight, nine trilogy where eight and nine was each of them was a different well, director and each of them was sort of supposed to pound its own path in star Wars and eight, did, eight did and got so much fan blowback that they were like, Oh, we better go revert. And so they canned the guy who was supposed to do nine and instead give it back to JJ, which, yeah. I'm, you know, okay. The JJ Abrams, I, I enjoy most of his work. I had no huge issue with how he approached um, Star Trek in his sort of reimagined universe um, outside of the profuse use of JJ Abrams lens flare that he's trademarked. But Leading up to that movie, he continued to say he was a big Star Wars fan, but he also liked Trek. And when he was asked to do Trek, yeah, I totally want to do that. And then, you know, Disney goes and says, hey, you know, you want to do Star Wars? And he drops Trek like a hot potato, runs all over to Star Wars. And I I, I think he was too fan. He's too much of a fan and too committed to sort of George Lucas's I wouldn't want, I don't want to say revisited timeline because from what I understand, George had written essentially most like an arc for most episodes uh, that we, we, we eventually saw. They got changed over time. Yeah, they weren't Uh, at all. But the, that's where I think there was the loss. Whereas you look at sort of how Marvel's been like Kevin Feige with Marvel has sort of ruled that with an iron fist, even before sort of Disney acquiring Marvel. And once Disney did, they almost left him to do his thing. I mean, I don't know this for certain, but you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like the movies sort of consistently got better. There were still a few lemons, but that's when you started seeing, like, John Favreau generally did really well. Taika Waititi, uh, I still think one of the best in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, was Thor Ragnarok. And that's a Taika show, right? Like, I think there's something to be said there. Um, I would be curious if... uh, 
the MCU group got into got into Star actual Star Wars if they do an episode ten what that what that might be like. Well, you know it's coming eventually, so we'll we'll find out. Well, it's it's Disney. They're going to lock uh, all the others back into that vault to never be seen again for five years, <laughs> except on Disney Plus. Except on Disney Plus, no Plus Plus. It's plus, like Apple TV, plus. Apple TV Plus. Like I, I plus so plus extreme. Like I pay for Apple TV Plus, but I don't pay for Apple TV, so I can only watch Apple TV Plus. I can't watch Apple TV. Yeah, I got Apple TV Plus because I, I bought a phone a while back, but then uh, they keep telling me I get free extensions, so I'm like, hey, yeah, I got, cool, they, nice. They huh? just sent me my email till February. So, uh, speaking of Apple TV Plus content, I don't know if I ever mentioned in the past, Ted Lasso, watch it, really good show. We are going to get uh, to that, yes. Yeah, Ted Lasso. It's so Ted Lasso. Just to put in perspective, how well did it do before the second episode went live? Because this is the one. If I have one problem with Apple Plus, and I get like there are people that fall in the camp they like it. They don't let you binge when they release a show. It goes episode each week. So if it's an eight-week run or an eight-episode run, it's eight weeks. It's like, oh, my God, I just let me binge, binge, binge. Um, Ted Lasso, episode one goes, and the numbers were there. So they're like, we want season two. And then before season one was even finished, they're like, we're going to give you season three. So there's already three seasons paid for or paid for loosely. And, uh, yeah, very good. It's very, very good. To think it was a TV commercial for NBC with Jason Sudeikis, and now it's a TV series on Apple Plus. The one, Apple the one, Plus. the one I'd recommend that uh, we're really enjoying is a uh, Long Way Up with Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman. Oh, that's so, the, they're like the yeah, electric, yeah, they're riding uh, motorcycles. So they started in like 2004 or so with Long Way Round, where they drove from Scotland to New York City. And uh, they drove the long way. So they drove through Mongolia and through Russia up the road of bones. And then they, the only plane they took was from the tip of Russia to Alaska. And then they, and then they biked from Alaska to New York. And then they followed that up with long way down, which again was from Scotland to Cape town and in South Africa. And so, so yeah, these are both 10 years ago. And now they followed it up with a long way up, which is from the very Southern tip of South America to Los Angeles on electric bikes and the technology just, you can really see like we went back and watched the old ones and you know, they're on DVD and the quality isn't that great. And, but this, I mean, fully digital, fully HDTV, fully all of the, the drones and fancy cameras they have. It's, it's pretty fantastic. And it's really, it's made me want to go explore South America when, uh, you know, when we're allowed to travel again in some Mm -hmm. distant future date. But uh, it's been really good. So we've been enjoying that weekly. Yeah, I, I was contemplate. I, I did not watch the the first two, but I would contemplate because I saw it show up um, as a something for me to to take a look at. Anywho, there's yeah. lots. Of, I mean, there's lots of content out there. I mean, everyone's obviously got different tastes, but uh, but those are the Nerdy Dad Cast seal of approval recommendations. Yes, yeah, so this turned into John and Chris's TV hour. So we just talked about you know. TV and stuff, and yeah, that's that's what you logged in for, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, pretty much. That's I, I noticed everyone that follows us on on Twitter. They all just talk about TV shows. That's cool. And movies. So talk to us, and we'll talk back. And yeah, feel free to Twitter us at Nerdy Dadcast. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook. Um, can't say that we do a whole lot there on Facebook. I'll be honest. I don't know what goes on in. Facebook HQ, but they've changed Facebook 
so significant. Like I can't keep up with what's there. Like it just feels to me that I'm simply pushing content out. I, I find it so difficult to engage because I don't know if it's an advertisement or someone forwarding me um, like a funny thing they saw on someone not wearing a mask or something like that, which isn't all that funny, but. Yeah, if there's any demand there, if you want us to post more on Facebook, please let us know. I will try to throw a few things, a few more things out there. Right now, all I get is I get a reminder every now and then if I pay $10, I will reach 6,000 people on Facebook, which, mm-hmm. you know, I... There's 6,000 people who have absolutely no desire to hear from the dirty dads. No, it's probably those people in Romania that don't listen to us anymore. You bastards! Well, okay, if you continue to call them out like you are right now, we'll never you know, chart again in Romania. Uh, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm picking a fight with Romania. And, you know, again, if, you, if you're if you Romanian and want to pick a fight with me, you can do that. Just Twitter at Nerdy Dadcast. We're there. Mm-hmm. So as we uh, look to wrap up an episode, uh, we are at our essentially one-year anniversary. I mean, it's just been a year that we've been recording, albeit – a little uh, rough and tumble, sort of the start of our calendar year, lots of life happening. And then into the pandemic where obviously lots of life, unfortunately, stopped happening. Um, but I think we're coming into a rhythm now where we're getting episodes out pretty consistently every couple of weeks, which means we've got only, what, four episodes left until the new year. Nerdy Dadcast Season 2. Yeah, and hopefully you'll have a PlayStation 5 by then. We'll have updates. One last ask of you, if you've made it this far. First and foremost, I hope you enjoyed what you heard from John and I. And if you didn't, that's too bad. But leave us a review regardless. You can review us pretty much on any podcatcher that might be out there where they let you review. Uh, but if you don't know of any, go to podchaser.com slash nerdydadcast. You can leave us a review there. Uh, five out of five stars, one out of five stars, stars out of stars. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. As is practice, we will read them verbatim if you leave them including family we don't judge family can hopefully leave us more than two stars maybe two and a half if we're lucky uh and then as well um you know check us out as john said on twitter we're at nerdy dadcast there facebook.com slash nerdy dadcast and the nerdy dadcast.com website if you want to continue to tune in that way so on behalf of john myself chris sign this episode off with those words of Stay nerdy, my friends.